Welcome to a bonus episode of the Sourcing Challenge Show. We've been away for a while, um, and I didn't want you to go completely without anything. We will be starting up soon again, um, but I wanted to share my keynote talk from SourceCon in Seattle um, earlier this year, 2019. If you are not already subscribed to the Sourcing Challenge, um, this is definitely a good episode to start off with. It gives you a good introduction about why we started the show um, and a little bit about some of the people that we've had on so far. Um, I hope you enjoy this and I definitely hope you'll uh, continue being subscribed or subscribe to the show um, and help us out by sharing the Source and Challenge show uh, with friends or whoever you know in the industry that you think um, could appreciate it as well. So without further ado, um, I give you myself from SourceCon in Seattle, 2019. I'm gonna clarify something first. Um, the talk, what I actually looked like, what I called it when I pitched this to Shannon was like what I learned from interviewing 50 sources. Uh, Glenn said it before, um, failure is something that we learn from, and um, I did. Didn't actually quite get there, um, so um, I apologize to everybody who actually came here to listen what I heard from, like what I learned from 50 sources. I only managed 43, and two of them have not been published yet either. Um, so look forward to that. The, yeah, the 43rd is Glenn Cathy, so there's some good nuggets in there. Um, but yeah, I wanted to tell you about my lessons learned from that, like why I did it, what I did, and what it is. Um, so for people who don't know what it is, the Sourcing Challenge and then the Sourcing Challenge show is something that I started a year and a half ago and really went public with a year ago. And the reason was like, it was very much like, why did I do this? For me, is I, I multitask in a way, but not in what I do, but what I do while I do sourcing. And what I do is, I listen to a lot of things, and whether that's YouTube that's just running in the background, uh, for me, it's wide noise, but I still pick up things while I'm doing that. Or a lot of podcasts. Um, and there was an inspiration and kind of like things, like I was always missing, like why not more people in our industry sharing what they're doing? Um, so I took inspiration from Guillaume, was one of them. Um, Guillaume is here. Um, for anybody who knows French, check out his YouTube channel. He did some brilliant, very short, YouTube um, things last year, and I was like, okay, if Guillaume can do it, I can do it as well. Um, um, James and Jer, uh, and they're, well, first they had a podcast, and then they did the whole stream on Twitch, running on pretty much every platform, um, and they started about three weeks before me. Um, so I had my own kind of internal goal. I was like, okay, I want to beat them in terms of followers, so subscribers to the channel. So that was uh, AirSource, which unfortunately isn't, really running anymore, but it was a podcast run by um, two people in the UK. The reason it's not running anymore, because one of them managed to move to Australia. Um, but yeah. And then, of course, Katrina and Orta's show, where I've been lucky enough to be a guest, and it's kind of what kicked off me. I've been in this industry for a long time, but I've always been behind the scenes, and I like being behind the scenes, because it's kind of what I do. Um, as when Glenn asks, I'm I'm an introvert, and I'm kind of happy being there. But I realized it's like I don't, I don't learn enough of what I want to learn without getting out there. So I got on very early. I got on Katrina's show, and that kind of kicked some things off. 
So I wanted to interview people, and like, it was really on the, I love going to these conferences, and I was happy enough like about two years ago to get into my first SourceCon. And I met a lot of people that, like we all do, have talked to a long time, but because I'm in Europe, and most people in the sourcing industry and SourceCon wasn't at that time, I never met these people. So you get to meet these people, and one of, like, a lot of really good friends, but I wanted to know more, and like, especially like here, you have two days and you meet people and you spend, you spend half an hour or you have a drink for a couple of hours, but you don't really get, I mean, there's questions you just don't ask, but you would if you really had the time. So I wanted to do that. I'm like, how do I hack that kind of conference thing of getting to know people without having to spend lots of money to go to all these conferences all the time? Um, so that's what I wanted to do. And the who was like, well, we always hear from the same people publicly. How do I get to talk to some of the ones that I really want to know more about, but also find people that people have not heard from? Um, and it was very much an egoistic kind of thing. It's like, I want to learn more about these people. And since I'm already doing it, I can just put it out publicly. So maybe somebody else can know as well. Um, and I wanted that from more places in the world. So. Yeah, coming from Europe, a lot of what we see in our industry comes from here. Because it's Americans talking about sourcing, because it's been here as a standalone discipline the longest. Europe is still very early, and some countries in Europe still don't know what I'm talking about when I'm saying that I'm a sourcer. So I wanted to get further abroad. Like, there's countries that I really want to talk people from, and I'm still chasing a lot of them. Um, and like, for the last year, this is kind of where the people are based that I've been talking to. And I wanted to, which is a personal thing, I wanted a mix between male and female. So if you actually look at all of the videos that I put up on the channel um, and the audio one, it's like I try to do a male and a female alternate every time. Um, because I don't want it to be, you know, 10 men in a row. And can I go and then we have like, you know, one. I wanted to, like, to show that this industry is diverse not just in terms of countries, but also gender and religion and whatever that is, and talk to everybody, because everybody has a story. Um, just to kind of see, we have people from everywhere in the world as well, watching, listening to it, um, and that was big for me. Like, when I, like some of those countries that starts po poking up, like people who are watching, you know, what I'm putting out was really powerful for me, um, and I wanted to continue that. All right. A lot of the stories that I get, I have four main questions that I ask everybody, and it's, you know, how did you get into sourcing? Because that's, I think, the question that I always forgot to ask people when I meet them. And the answers that you get is really mind-blowing sometimes. Like, you have, you know, people who've been teachers, you have people who've been an accountant. Um, like, none of us really have, like, well, you know, I started here and then I became a recruiter and then, like, everybody has a different story. And I thought that was interesting. Um, and then for me, it was like, how did you learn? Like, who did you go to? What did you read? That kind of thing. Um, and that's the kind of thing people are. And then it's, I'm a tools geek, so one of the things that I ask everybody as well is, like, what tools do you use? Um, and I wanted to share that kind of here, because um, I think, we talk a lot about tools, but a lot of the conversations that I have is it's like, why are you using those tools? And you, you will see, like even like, yeah, I did an interview with, with Dean DaCosta, who is known as the tools guy, but I started off with Dean saying like, 
I don't want to talk about tools with you because I want to know what else you do. And that was, for me, that was one of the most powerful interviews because I always knew Dean as the tools guy. But I also knew there was more to Dean and I knew part of how he got into the industry, but I wanted to know what's the actual story. And then we talked about tools, um, <laughs> but a lot more as well, because Dean has a much wider knowledge base that just never comes out when he's on stage here or because people tend to ask about tools first. Um, so I didn't want to do that. Um, and that was a really fun interview because it's Dean without tools. Um, but I just wanted to point out like a couple of the interviews um, and like where, who was talking about tools. Um, first one, uh, if you haven't seen her, um, Susanna. And I love the interview with Susanna. Um, she'll know as well, like, I think what I do differently from Katrina's show and a lot of other ones is like, I deliberately did not do them live. Uh, one, because then I can cut all the things out that I say and I don't like. Uh, two, when you end up doing an interview with like Susanna and it's two hours. <laughs> and most of it is just us having fun. That hard piece is always like, I wanted it to be a conversation. So like I've had a lot of people who, when I approach them to come on the show, are not comfortable with it. Because I'm like, what if I say something, you know, or my company won't like, I'm like, look, it's not live. Um, and some of them end up being two hours and it takes me three weeks to edit it because, you, you know. Um, and with Susanna, you have a lot of outtakes that I then end up sending to her just for fun. Um, we'll make a special version one day just with them. <laughs> Um, but that was like, I loved that. And I knew Susanna, Susanna was a friend, but like with all of these, I got a completely different appreciation for who she is, of knowing all of her background. Um, but also from a tools point of view, because um, if you don't know Susanna, if you've been at any of the hackathons, you should, because yeah, if you sat at the same table as her, you will know very much what Susanna's good at. But it's very much about bullying. She's super fast, which still frightens me. Um, but it's very about bullying and not just, you know, writing, but deliberately in the way that she writes bullying. So for me, like, I call that advanced bullying. And then like what Susanna will tell you as well, it's very much about what's, you know, word stemming. It's like, what, you're looking for this, but what else would that be? It's like, you've you got the stem of it, but you also got all kind of variations. Um, not necessarily a tool as such, but I see that as a tool. Uh, it doesn't have to be a piece of software for you to consider it a tool. So for me, like, Boolean was, is Susanna's main tool. Um, Sensorso, who now changed their name for whatever reason. Um, I do like them, I just don't like paying the price for them. Um, but what they do, it, it's integrating emails, which I'm a big proponent of following up on emails and then doing actually getting that kind of sequence of making sure you follow up and having, but also integrating that within. So like, I love that. I know now they're building a CRM into it. That's why they changed the name and they're kind of, you know, trying to build that out. Uh, interesting fact about Sensorcer, um, similar to Tool, they were kind of launched here. Um, I met Sensorcer in Austin before they'd launched and they were here kind of getting feedback on their tool before they kind of launched the whole thing because they knew that like we are the customers so they they just put on the on the conference app that like look we're 
we're here, we're launching a new product. If you want to have a demo, have a cup of coffee and just give us feedback on it, let us know. So like they, from my point of view, got, they did the right thing in terms of how to launch it, get feedback from the community. And when you're in the space that they're in, we are the community. Um, and seek out, similar thing. Um, I know Susanna has worked a lot with them for their, to make sure that her crazy way of doing Boolean will work in Seekout. Um, and I know they've done a lot. Like, I'm looking forward to the day where I can actually use it in Europe. Um, I didn't do a lot of points with Jan. If you don't know Jan, he's here. Um, if you have not already bought both of his books, go home and do that. Um, there's no point for me to kind of like, these are the tools that Jan like, commends, because they're all here. Um, and similar to, it's more of a, it's more of like, what's the process of actually getting there? It's like Jan is similar to me. It's just like, it's not about what tools you use. It's about you knowing how to do it, then finding a tool that might help you with it. Um, for me, this is a tool. Uh, read the book. Um, it's first one's been out for a while. Uh, second one came out just now, like uh, this year. Um, and there's just nuggets after nuggets. So if you have not already, go buy Jan's books. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, okay, yeah, um, second, second one came out this year. If you own the first one, you can download the second one for free. And Jan was one of those interviews for me, it's like, I started the channel, um, Trish and Jan had started, um, had started a growth hacking community, like growth hacking for, for recruiters, and they'd started doing YouTube lives as well. Um, Trish was my first interview, and Jan, I think, was like, you were, uh, one of the first ones as well. Um, but Trisha told me that Jan hates being on video. Because uh, I think similar to what a lot of us, just like we like being behind the scenes. Now Jan published a book, so like that's out of the window. Um, but he's still very much like, so I, but I reached out to Jan knowing that Trisha says like he does not like doing interviews. Um, but he agreed and I was like, I was happy about that. But yeah, and another one is like, it's, it's somebody that I, I knew and we've met but getting the actual backstory just made it a lot more powerful for me. And for me, that's very much what it was. It's like, I want to get the story, and if I can learn something from that that I can take away, that's what I wanted to do it for. Um, Anna. Um, funny thing about Anna as well, like, I do a lot of these hackathons. We're going to have one tonight. Um, there's a lot of ones online. Anna is the one that, like, and I deliberately do it for a way, especially for Europe, to find out who is the sources that I want to talk to. And if you win hackathons, which Anna won one of the hackathons that I did with Amazing Hiring, and she won one in the conference in Europe as well. Um, I was like, who is this woman, and how do I get to talk to her? Um, and then she did a talk in Europe as well at a conference. Um, Anna's in Estonia, but the bulk of the work that she did last year was in Africa. So her company was expanding in Africa. So she was like, how do I source in Kenya, Nigeria, when I sit in Estonia for a brand that they've never heard of in most of Europe and let alone in Africa? Um, so she has a really interesting story. And I kind of heard that from her talk, but I wanted to get more of that. Um, and it was very much, for her, it was about, funny enough, it's like, 
they're on LinkedIn in Africa as well. Um, and she said, that surprised me, but they were. Um, and I actually used that. Um, but also I asked her, because again, I wanted to get to know that. It's like, how do you keep winning these competitions? Um, and what she told me is that the very deliberate in her team take two hours every Friday where they go to Jan's sourcing games and go through that. <laughs> uh, if you, again, if you haven't actually tried that, go to sourcing.games and just test yourself. Uh, I'm still stuck on the first one in the first one. Um, <laughs> so I give up on some of them. Um, but they do that as a team together. And it's like, how do we hone our skills? Well, we constantly challenge ourselves. And going through the sourcing games, picking different ones, or finding things, doing hackathons, we learn what we do badly. How do we get that? You know, how do we get better at that? And specifically with Jan's as well. Jan has a tendency to get some questions that is just like, how am I supposed to, you know? Then you sit for a couple of days going over that. But you're like, okay, I have to question the way I do things. And if oh, maybe I could use this in my daily work. Um, and that's what they were doing. Um, amazing hiring. Um, for anybody who doesn't know what amazing hiring is, it's similar to to hire tool and Intello and Seekout, um, but is and it. It's a European company, so they're very much on the kind of technical skills. Um, but because it's made in Europe, it's what we kind of a lot of us prefer, uh, mainly because we have some interesting data protection laws that <laughs> not all companies in America know how to really. Um, and then we applied on IO. Um, I'll talk a bit like similar to what, what Glenn was just saying. Like it's all in the follow-up. Um, I'm. I'm a big proponent of follow-up and just having processes for that. Um, I hate, I hate getting you know that email from some recruiter that haven't really looked at your profile, just like any of their candidates. Uh, but even if it's a good email or email, I normally, well, 99% of the time, I will not respond to the first one. That's mainly because like we're recruiters, we know we're on a list of probably 100 or 200 people that got that same email, um, no matter how personalized it looks. Um, or you just like it's not a priority for me to answer. So if you send a follow-up, then one, I see that well, you actually want to talk to me, and two, like you've done, you know, more work than most people would actually do. Um, and if you can automate some of that, um, it's just going to make life easier for us. So uh, Anna used reply.io, which is very much email automation. So that doesn't mean that you're not personalizing things, but the level of personalizations in follow-up is a lot less. Like you, if you do a really good personal first email, um, a lot of your kind of follow-up emails does not have to be you know, the highly personalized because you're still just going back to the original email or whatever kind of channel you use for that. <laughs> Martin, uh, again, I didn't put a lots of links because Martin, Martin has his tools list. Um, Martin is one of the one of the sources that made me want to be a sourcer. I worked with Martin way long ago, uh, 2009, um, I, uh, 2010. I worked with Martin when he was leading a sourcing team at Cisco in the UK. Um, so when I started this project, he was always somebody that I wanted to talk to because he's one of the, for me, one of the original sources in Europe, um, and I wanted to get his story. Um, Martin loves tools, like a lot of us, um, and he actually has a, a running list of tools that he uses, that he likes, um, that he puts on his tools list. Um, so for me, it's always like if I'm looking for a new tool and I don't have the time to go through all of Dean's, 
Um, I normally ask Martin, like, you know, what, what should I be looking at? Um, and, and his tools, this is really good. And Martin was one of those interesting ones as well, because like one, I knew he's been, he'd been in sourcing for a very long time, and I'd worked with him when like, I was a recruiter and his team of sourcers was helping me in a role. Um, but I didn't know anything about Martin. Um, and you know, he's the one that, he used to be an accountant. And I thought that was interesting, but it's also like, it, the way that he works is very much from the way that you know, he came as an accountant. So he's very much looking at data and processes and things like that, uh, which was interesting to me. Um, but just getting that story. Plus he moved to Australia um, like three months before we did this interview and I was like, what's that like? Um, because even though they do speak English, um, it's a completely different culture and I wanted to kind of see that. <laughs> I wanted to hear what he kind of felt with that. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's difficult because uh, he's like, I'm, you know, 20 years experience, but in the UK and the European market, and then now I just I have to just switch things around. Um, yeah, for anybody who has not recruited in Australia, it is interesting, um, but in a good way. It's very much like you, you can you know you can email people all you want, but where they got started. If you're new in sourcing and you want to you know learn about that, have a look at it as well. Um, there's anything from from people who've been there for 20 years to you know two years into it, um, and I think just like most of the people here at this conference, but especially the people that I talk to, all of them are open to like, if you look at, if you have their interview and, and you have a question, reach out to them and say like, look, I, I saw your interview, you mentioned this, I have a question around that. Can we talk more about that? I know all of them will be like, absolutely, you know, what do you need and, and what help do you need? Um, and I think for me as well, like, this is something everybody could do. Like, don't be afraid of just reaching out to anybody in our community and say, like, look, it doesn't have to be an interview, but like, but I, can I, can you, you know, can you share an hour where we just, we share things. Um, for me, that's kind of, I started doing this more outside of the show as well. Uh, just having, like, look, can we go on a video chat and I can ask you some questions and show you what I'm working on and you give me feedback. Uh, if you're the only sourcer in your team or in your company, uh, use this conference to find other people that, I, I use that a lot. Like I have people that I can call up on the phone. It's like, I have this idea, what do you think? Or I'm hitting a wall, what do I do? Uh, use that for here and use that, you know, anybody here I know will be willing to do that as well. That's me, any questions? If you're on the podcast version of this show, did you know that we have a YouTube channel as well where you can see the actual interview? If you want to see that, go to social.sourcingchallenge.com slash show and see all the interviews. And could you also support the show by rating in your favorite podcast player and give us a review.